Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Two Have Soccer Podcast. My name is Jackson and I'm sitting with two good friends. To my right, I got Chris. Chris, how you doing? How's it going, Jackson? Top of the week. And across from me, I got Mike. Mike, what's up? I'm grinning. I'm happy. How you doing, Jackson? I'm doing fantastic. We got a little bit of a different episode today. We're going to be doing a preview of the Women's World Cup, which actually starts tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of the different groups, what we think might happen, and stuff to look out for. But before we get into the Women's World Cup, we'll start it off how we typically do, just talk about what we watched since the last time we uh, got together. Anyone want to take it away? What have you been watching? I've been watching Sporting Kansas City. I've been watching the United States national team. I watched the their game. Uh, sad, sad result, but Panama took us and beat us in the Nations League final whatever we call it, the Gold Cup. <laughs> what do we yeah, call man. these games? <laughs> he doesn't, yeah, doesn't even know what it's called anymore. One no. loss and he's out. One loss, forget it, <laughs> forget it. So uh, that was a bummer. But yeah, watched all those games and there's a couple highlight clips on MLS games from here to here, here and there. So I watched the uh, highlights on the Cascadia Cup. I think it was the Whitecaps Seattle game, which was really good. Um, and that's kind of something that's easy to do if you can't watch these games. It's just get the highlights and you get most of what you're trying to watch. That's true. I mean, in all fairness to you, though, it was July 4th weekend. I was away traveling. So all I caught was Casey Current and Sporting Casey. That was it. I kept it local. I didn't even catch the – I didn't even know about the USA-Panama match, but I can go back and watch it. Yeah. yeah. Um, shit. I mean, mine was the same. I was trying – I was actually we, – we were together, Mike, on Saturday. I tried to bet on the New England Revolution to win, but – uh, it turns out I was in Missouri, so I couldn't make the bet, and then, and then I ended up betting on Houston to win, and I lost that money. So it was a it was a rough weekend for me. But Wait I didn't. A second, they don't allow you to bet if you're in a certain region. Like yeah, if you're in Missouri, you can't bet. I see. See, Big Brother's watching you, man. Yeah, it tracks so, you very precisely. So you can't uh, even trick it. So I lost out on some money this weekend, but uh, you know we kept going. Didn't really watch much uh, MLS besides. Well, sorry, not besides. Uh, I was just watching the national teams play the U.S. Losing to Panama and then Mexico winning the Gold Cup eventually. Um, but yeah, other than that, I haven't watched too much MLS with the holiday and with everything else going on. Haven't been seeing too much. Um, but what I have seen, there have been some great highlights, like you mentioned, Mike, that we were able to get a hold of. So we'll go ahead and talk about uh, our recurring segment, The Coldest Moment of the Week. Um, I'm going to start this one off and take it a little bit of a different direction. I think this is the coldest moment of the week because it is going to absolutely throw cold water on this dude's sex life. Um, the announcer for Charlotte FC during the 24th minute of their game against uh, FC Cincinnati, he goes full Mickey Mouse when announcing this goal for Swidarski. It is without a doubt one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. I, I don't know how else to explain it other than he just sounds like Mickey Mouse while making this call for a goal. And I probably watched it around like 20 times, just back to back. <laughs> it is so funny. I've got to see this, man. I watched it. I saw it. It was all over social media as well. Yeah. And so I was Cincinnati trying. Cincinnati announcer? Uh, I think it was Charlotte's announcer Sorry. against Cincinnati. But, yeah, it is just hilarious. Is this a planned thing? I don't know, man. But, God, it he, he really he must have been watching a lot of Disney movies. That's for sure. <laughs> It was a great goal. Yeah, it was a great goal, too. And, yeah, he lost his mind, lost his voice, lost his sense of time. He became Mickey Mouse. Yeah, it was impressive. 
So it's picture yeah. Mickey Mouse like, <laughs> like and that was that was it that was the goal call it, it was amazing um, but that's my moment of the week or moment of the, really the past two weeks since we've done this uh, I'm gonna do mine uh, live watching first of all watching US Panama was stressful very close game and Panama scored first and then late in the game we're looking for that equalizer and guess what Jesus Ferreira delivers, and it was a nice volley right in the corner. Could not be stopped. Really thought we could rally behind that. I think this was an, actually an extra time, uh, but it ended up going to penalties. And talk about stress. You really can't sleep after watching 120 minutes plus penalties <laughs> of a close game like that. Yeah, and, and when you're the- invested. Like, I know it's not our A team, um, and that's a, it's a whole other conversation, but you still want the Americans to – you want to be in that Mexico game. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, the, I mean, so many long games because, I mean, U.S.-Canada went to 120-plus penalties right. right before that. You know, mm-hmm. well, not like, not like right before, but their previous game. But yeah. You aren't, aren't too wrong. It was like four days or three days or something. So that's a lot of uh, a lot on those guys to stay focused. And no wonder they were missing penalties. And oh. Yeah. Well, well yep. Yeah. Uh, Chris, do you have uh, anything from the past couple of weeks that really stood out to you? Yeah, yeah. You went funny. I'm going to go a funny moment, too. I, <laughs> I saw a viral clip of a kid. Um, I have a child myself about that age, so he's a toddler. My guess is probably around three or four years old in the back of a car, and his mom is pleading with him because the kid says he wishes he's a Mexican. His mom's like, we're Ethiopian. You can't just choose to be Mexican. He says, I want to be Mexican, and he's throwing a tantrum, <laughs> literally a full-blown tantrum, because he says he wants to be Mexican. So, um his mom is like, well, me and your dad are Ethiopian. Why do you want to be Mexican? She says, because they eat quesadillas. <laughs> <laughs> so the beautiful the beautiful moment, the, the beauty in it is, his mom arranges with the Mexican national team. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. I have not so seen this. The Mexican players actually come to greet the child, give him oh. a journey, a jersey and a little gift bag. Oh, gift that's bag. awesome. So I thought that was like one of those pure, like innocent moments that's where amazing. athletes, you know, you know, welcome and, and embrace um, the public. So I don't know, maybe yeah. when the kid's growing up, he'll appreciate it. But I think the real hero is the mom, obviously, for connecting and coordinating that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I hope there's a quesadilla in that bag, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And congrats to Mexico. Yeah. They, they won it all, so. Yeah, true. good way to step up. Um, but, yeah, a uh, lot's been going on around the world of soccer and the MLS. We're kind of going to breeze over that for the sake of this episode. Um, but... Yeah, Miami's looking crazy. We'll touch on that later. Uh, Like I said in the intro, we're going to be talking about the Women's World Cup today. So if you don't know, I surely hope you do. The Women's World Cup is starting on July 20th in New Zealand. Round of applause for that. Yeah. Round of applause for that. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. Um, Maybe the U.S. can go three in a row. Uh, But yeah, the World Cup starts on the 20th, and it's being hosted in New Zealand and Australia, a joint bid together. And, sorry, I'm trying to pull this up. Those matches, will the group stage matches will run through August 4th or August 2nd, I believe. And then the knockout stage will start August 5th, cultivating in the final game, which will take place on August 20th. So about a month from today. Um, And if you are trying to watch this, be sure to note the time difference is around 15 hours between the local times in Australia or New Zealand. And of course that will vary, but um, we'll get on, we'll, you know, we'll talk a little bit. Hopefully we'll be posting some about trying to help you out 
when you actually can watch it. Well, the, the broadcasters will work it out because remember the Olympics worked the same way where because of the time difference, they actually replayed it when everybody would be up. So yeah. as long as you stay off your, you know, stay off your phone. Can you confirm, Chris, that that's what the PNL is doing? I They must be showing recorded games. I'm getting messages saying that the PNL is having watch parties for this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, there's going to be watch parties. Absolutely. But they're recorded. No, I wasn't saying that the the watch parties are recorded, but the broadcasters mm. yeah, definitely we'll, they yeah. replay them during. We the need time. to get into this. So yeah, we'll figure we'll figure out those details. It's kind of a rough watch for U.S. fans since there is such a big time difference, but uh, we're gonna watch it anyway because you know we're dedicated yes, soccer we fans here. Uh, a lot of good stuff going on. So how we're gonna sort of structure this episode is going group by group to start looking at who we think might be able to advance out stuff to watch for on each team if there is something to watch for and then sort of get into our elimination round predictions what we think is going to happen but that's sort of where we're going to start this conversation at and i just want to sort of highlight the makeup Um, so this is going to be similar to any uh, fifa men's world cups you might have watched in recent years where there are 32 qualifying teams and 16 teams will advance to the knockout round, two from each group, where they will have elimination games until there is only one team remaining. And just to give a highlight of what the sort of representation looks like, um, we'll be having 12 teams from UEFA, which is the European um, Federation. We are having six teams from CONCACAF, which is North America, Central America, and six teams from the Asian Federation, or sorry, African Federation, um, and then four teams from Asia. I did notice that uh, there's less Asian teams. Yeah, and then uh, three South American sides, and there is a single team from OFC, which is the Oceania Football Association or something, which is just New Zealand since they're the host. Um, Australia didn't qualify? Uh, they qualified. They're considered Asian. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know That's why. Weird. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. But um, I always wondered that. I said because of where they are, obviously, you know, far Pacific. Do they consider yeah. that Asia, even though they're not culturally? I wondered how that qualifies. In, in yeah, I, yeah. I was kind of confused why why they even split these up. But I don't know. That's not for us to decide. People understands it all. They make yeah. it all up. Well, I'm sure they get money to understand it. But we're going to go ahead and start out t- looking at Group A. Um, so this is and also will be our first kickoff game between New Zealand and Norway, which will actually take place at 2 a.m. this coming morning. So by the time you're hearing this, we will already know the result of New England-Norway, which hopefully we got correct. And if not, we'll re-record this and tape tape over it. Right, Mike? That's right. <laughs> well, it's easy. We'll splice something in. It's like we think... It's going to win. <laughs> These guys are really smart. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, in Group A, we have New Zealand, Norway, Philippines, and Switzerland. Um, and we'll go ahead and we, we can start with New Zealand, one of the host countries. Or I guess anywhere anyone can take it where they want to go. Uh, what are some initial thoughts looking at this group? Uh, who do we like? Who do we not like? Man, the Nordic countries are always pretty good, women's-wise. Sweden, mm-hmm. Norway, France. I think Norway is going to win the group. I don't think France is Nordic, but you, no, no, you know, you, yeah. you can just blindly assert whatever you want. Yeah, Mike. I it's it's right. chill. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going with Norway for the group winners. They haven't done so well, I guess. They struggle winning, but they, uh, the last seven games, they've got a couple draws. Uh, they have two of the best players in the world. Caroline Graham Hansen is one of the strikers. She plays for Barcelona. And then Ada Hedberg, she's a striker as well. Um, so yeah, I'm going with Norway to win the group. Yeah, and we're going to go ahead and throw out a blanket apology for any pronunciations of these names. Um, we are not 
you know, gifted linguists. So we will probably be saying they're wrong. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We would definitely be saying it wrong. <laughs> yeah, we that is one guarantee. Uh I like what you're saying, Mike. Norway does look pretty good. I like uh Ada uh Hegerberg, the striker for Norway, and worth mentioning that she won the twenty eighteen uh women's uh balloon or uh, god, I can never say this word. I, yeah. God I hate French words. Um so she's coming back from injury recently though, so we'll see how we'll see how she ramps up. Uh but you know, one of the best in the world for a long period of time and a great asset for Norway. Not a fan of Norway. Um, I, I mean, obviously, you know, top two qualify, so they'll definitely go through. But I don't really – I don't have them winning the group. Yeah. Who do you have winning? I'll go with the home team. Going to take New Zealand. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't too high on New Zealand. Um, looking at their past schedule, they had one win in their past nine games, which was against Vietnam. Not a very great country. They're not even in here. Um I guess we'll see, you know, how much this uh, home field advantage plays out. We've seen it play out in some past World Cups to really help teams. Like, uh, I mean, Canada in 20, what would that be, 2015? When they were the host nation, 2014? 17. 17, God, I'm so bad at years. Before that would have been 13, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I think it would have been 13. Um, really helped some Canada. Some odd number with yeah. the women. So we'll see. Um but then also worth noting in this group, uh, Philippines, this is their first ever World Cup. And worth noting as a whole, there are eight first-time qualifiers to the World Cup in this. I don't and won't remember all of those throughout this. But worth noting that the Philippines are one of them. They're also having more teams in this World Cup than ever before. Yeah. So 32 yep. teams. For the men and the women? Uh, just the women. Well, the men are expanding too. Yeah, yeah that's what I was saying. The yeah. next World Cup, they're gonna expand. So the women already have. They uh, for this one. Yeah. Uh, previously, right. I think they were only at like sixteen, okay. maybe twenty something. Twenty four. Yeah, twenty four to thirty two. Yeah, and then so this year they're expanding to make it even with the men in the their last World Cup. So that that's good. Um, another team. I, but as far as the Philippines go, I don't expect much from this team. Um. They're gonna be like Vietnam. Vietnam were last World Cup thrown <laughs> out by thirteen goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, interesting note is that they only have one Filipino-born player on the squad. The rest, uh, and by that I mean born in the Philippines, which is their goalkeeper Ina uh, Palacios. Uh, the rest of them just have Philippine ancestry. Okay. Um, so shout out her for actually being from the country. She's also the captain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, don't expect much from the Philippines. I think we will have an interesting battle uh, for these three teams, New Zealand, Norway, and Switzerland, about the two that are going to advance. I'm not crazy about Switzerland, um, but I'm also not crazy about New Zealand. I, I think it, I end up leaning towards Norway and Switzerland. I can definitely see a world where New Zealand gets through, though. Um, and definitely Switzerland is one of the oldest teams in this World Cup. They have multiple players in their 30s. Their goalkeeper is 37. Their star strikers is 36 and 32. Um, so we might need to look out and see if age is going to catch up to them. You going with the Swiss? Yeah, I, I think I'm going to take Swiss as second in this group. And I mean, good chocolate. Yeah, good chocolate. Um, good place to put your money. 
And as we're doing this, I'm sending messages to players from these different countries that we know, and I'm getting their takes, and I'm going to report yeah. them. Oh, you're not DMing the players to... Directly, yes, actually <laughs> <Yeah>. I am. <laughs> Pickup soccer goes really far. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's wild. Uh, Mike, any final predictions on Group A? Uh, I already mentioned Norway. I'm looking at this. I'm going to go Norway, Switzerland, and leave New Zealand not making it. We can only pick a group winner. You're making it too easy. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, so we'll keep going with Group B. This one is pretty interesting. I think we have. <laughs> okay. So I have to report. So the Swiss dude just said they suck. But oh, okay. That might not be. Well, boom. There you go. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm, sorry. Not, I'm not picking Switzerland. Then. So, so you're changing. Cha- you're yeah. changing to New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mike's jumping off Switzerland. I'm, I'm said Norway. <laughs> I'm Nor- taking Norway. Winning. Yeah, Norway to oh, win. Gotcha. And you want New Zealand to win? Yeah, I'm going with New Zealand. All right. All right. Are we going to document? Okay, we'll just have to listen to our own podcast. Yeah, we'll just have to yeah listen back. Um, take a Norway. Let's move on to Group B. Here we have Australia, Canada, Nigeria, and Ireland. Uh, so that's our group makeup. Australia being the heavy betting favorites. Um, just as a note. And also home field advantage. So we'll have an interesting match here. Um, anyone have some notes or want me to just take the lead on this one? Uh, you could take the lead. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm definitely going to take Australia as the winners of this group. I'm also, when we get farther in this podcast, we'll probably talk about you know the golden boot and some of that. Um, they have what I think is probably the best player in the tournament and Sam Kerr, who plays for the Chelsea women. Um, I would put her as my favorite for the golden boot. Um, I'll you know we'll talk about more why I wouldn't won't trust an American to do that, but she is an amazing striker for. Australia, who I think is is one of the teams that can make a deep run as well, which is also important when looking at you know Golden Boot winners. Uh, but they also have a lot of young players coming up. The Australian team has a lot of high expectations in my book, and I will definitely have them number one. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I also man, Canada's good. Um, they're typically ranked number 10. I'm looking at these. I'm going to go with Canada winning and Australia taking second. I don't know too much about Nigeria or Ireland. It looks like Nigeria is not very good at offense. I'm just looking at some stats here. Or No, they're amazing at offense. Okay. And looks like Katie McKay, Babby Larkin, and some other strikers play for Ireland. They're the last Euro team in. Their head coach has had some weird accusations in the NWSL. And yeah, I think yeah. my picks are going to be Canada and Australia. I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about Nigeria or Ireland. So yeah, worth noting for Nigeria, um, ESPN was reporting about five months ago that the locker room between the players was split on who would be the captain. And, you know, as much as you want to believe these reports, who knows what's actually true, but there has been an, a, an alleged, like, big beef uh, between one of the star defenders and one of the star forwards that has resulted in, like, a split rock locker room, whatever that means, mm. as outsiders. Not a good thing. Um, yeah, well, Australia doesn't have to travel far, so that's one thing. Yeah, it's definitely a benefit. Um Sam Kerr, she plays for Australia, right? Yep. Good player. Good player. 
Wasn't she linked with Casey Current for a while? I don't know about that. Well, I don't think that's that. right. That yeah. would be that wild. Another Mike made up fact. Yeah. Maybe our sister. Does she have a sister? Hmm. Who yeah. knows? I don't know. Group B. Yeah. Interesting group. Um, I think there could be a big... I mean, honestly, I could see Ireland doing something crazy um, and tr- trying to get out of this. I'm not crazy about Canada. Um, I feel like they have... Th- Historically, a great defense. Um, shout out to Christina Sinclair, who is in her sixth World Cup, which is insane to think about. Mm. Um, I'm, if there's one every four years, that'd be like 24 years in the World Cup. That's wild. That is. That doesn't even make sense to me. Uh, but shout out Christina Sinclair for making her sixth World Cup. Marta, too. Like, she's scored yeah. in five straight World Cups, man. This yeah. woman is prehistoric. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Marta's getting up there, too. Um, I think she's on record as saying this is going to be her last World Cup, but yeah, who knows? We'll see. Go out on top. Yeah, Chris, any predictions for Group B? Who do you think is going to come out on top? Well, you know, I'm always an underdog kind of guy. Um, I want to go with my Nigerian uh, brothers and sisters, but um, – not really. Uh, <laughs> it's a tough group. Um, I think everybody. There's no weak teams in the group. It doesn't have any like studs. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to say Republic of Ireland, but they don't do well in the heat. So. Uh, They're actually referring to this as the group of death. They are. Like every World Cup kind of has one. This is like the yeah. so to speak. Yeah. I think it's just so deep. Because the teams there's are there's like not all a bad team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to seem predictable because I said New Zealand, but I'm gonna go with Australia because. I feel like Canada choke a lot, and like you said, they're very defensive, and re- other reasons I just stated. So I'll go. With, I'll go with Australia. Cool, cool. So we got our picks in to Australia. What did you say? You said Canada, Mike. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, we're gonna move on to Group C. This group consists of Costa Rica, Japan, uh, Zambia, and Spain. Uh, give a little bit of brief overview before we jump into predictions. Costa Rica, I believe this might be their first time qualifying. Um, not a very good team. Uh, Japan has been top dogs in Asia for a while. Spain, always a good country for soccer, regardless of gender. And Zambia, this, I, I believe they've been one of the better teams in Africa for the past few years. Um, well, let's let's jump in, Mike. What do you have? Yeah, so Japan has four teenagers on their roster. Wow, only one player in their thirties. So you mentioned that uh, can the youth step up? It's going to be very interesting to see this Japan team. Like I would have to be in a, a different group stage or beyond in the knockout rounds, but all these teenagers playing like yeah. an old ass team. Nah. Uh, <laughs> that would be funny. Those bright like lights. Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Japan versus the Swiss. Pressure bus pipes, yeah. those bright lights that get to them. Uh, we t- you talked about Spain being great, so it's going to be just can they you know do that. There's good players on the Spanish team. Uh, Alexia Putelas. Yeah, I should get this. These are, these are Spanish names, but yeah. Bontmati uh, and Alba Redonda were Golden Boot winners, or at least Alba was in Liga F. Um, yeah. Also, can we stop right here? I, this is this would be a scrap of the week if I were doing it. Why the hell is it Liga F? Like, there's like, <laughs> there's like, question. fuck it. We're you know we're, we're skipping all these letters. We're Liga F is our top league in Spain. That, that is. They're like, but, we're, gonna take the, we're gonna take the letter out of it. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, whatever. But anyway, it's go on. for female. <laughs> yeah. Um, it literally, probably is. Probably 
something like that. But yeah, we have a little uh, fun little battle here between Zambia and Spain, like you said. Uh, Alba ran a date. I don't know Spanish. Uh, she ended up winning the golden boot, uh, but Rachel uh, Kundanji from Zambia was second, and they had a good battle. She had 25 goals for Madrid, and uh, Alba had t- ended up with 27 to win the golden boot in Spain. So that was a and those are both in this group, so that was a fun little little battle they Those had. Are impressive numbers too, twenty seven yeah. goals. Yeah, and I believe Rachel she only played in twenty nine games, so she didn't even play the full oh season. But twenty five and twenty nine is, whew, that's a goal scorer. Mm-hmm. So we all agree, Spain run, Spain mm-hmm. running away with this. Um, I'm actually going to take Japan. I'll, you know what? Fuck it, we're going Taking Costa Rica. <laughs> Costa Rica. <laughs> There's no way Mike's actually doing that. Um, Costa Rica hasn't scored 26 goals as a team. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm feeling crazy. I'm going to go Japan. Uh I like uh Yu Hasegawa, their number 10. She is a more creative number 10. Um and, and if I'm making comparisons to the MLS, it's someone who I would see a lot like Carlos Heel and I'm well documented as loving Carlos Heel, so um check their seats. <laughs> yeah. Big Japan guy. I'm gonna trust the teenagers. They're gonna step up and get out of this group and, and and win this group. And their men's team did very well too. Yeah, yeah. They're on a heater right now. Japan can't be stopped. <laughs> um. Yeah, Mike. Who are you taking? Uh, Spain. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, great team. Nope. Nothing really gonna slow that team down other than the teenagers of Japan. But you know. Uh, we'll go ahead and move on to Group D. Here we have China, Denmark, England, and Haiti. Um, pretty solid group, except Haiti. So that's my dark horse. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, um, they do have a nice nineteen-year-old. Um, who? just transferred to Lyon who is just an all around great women's program uh Corvintina something like that um again bad at pronunciations don't hold us accountable but that'll be exciting to watch for Haitian fans um but Mike what what sticks out in this group to you uh I'm looking at this I like England they I believe they played in the semifinals last year or last world cup and 2019 yeah and so i'm you know just based off that and remembering that i'm gonna pick them uh in this group to win um they got some good players some of their players play for the chelsea women's club lauren james um another one of their players plays for barcelona as well so they're playing for very uh, prominent women's club teams at least they have players who play for them um other teams in this group I mean, China could always surprise people. I feel like they're typically good in World Cups as well. Uh, they have lots of good talent on that team. Uh, some names, Danielle Van Donk. Uh, sorry, that's definitely not China. Zhang. <laughs> yeah, you're looking at the Netherlands. I am, I totally am. <laughs> they, yeah, they were in the World Cup last time too. Uh, Zhang Lian, and I guess she's in the Swiss League, 22-year-old. Great, very good player out of the – yeah out of asia yeah um so when i was initially looking at this i definitely 
chose England to win. I'm going to backtrack on that. Um, worth noting, a lot of major injuries on this team. Their captain, Leah Williamson, is out. Playmaker, Fran Kirby. Forward, Beth Mead. All ruled out for the World Cup, which were three of their big players to going in. Yeah, those injuries are going to hurt them. Um, yeah, so I'm going to... Chemistry is everything in a tournament like this. Oh, yeah. The, the lead up so important. So I'm going to go ahead and take another Asian team. We're taking China to be this winner. We're going to have a China-Japan, two winners. Asian's hot. Asia's hot right now. And I guess Australia, I took them too. So this is going to be an all-Asia tournament for me. <laughs> but China does a pretty great job of uh, developing women athletes across sports that other countries aren't doing. So love to see that. And I think they're going to make a run here. I like, uh, you mentioned it earlier, the 19-year-old Melchie DeMornay. She's a stud. Um, I just feel like Haiti needs something to be hopeful for. The, the <laughs> nature has not been kind to the island. Yeah. You know, between na- natural disasters and political unrest, I just, you know, I, I pray for Haiti a lot. So I'm going to go with them. You know, even if they won one game, it would be a win for me. Yeah. So, <laughs> like I said, they'll be my dark horse and my Cinderella story. Uh, but, yeah, um, if it was ever going to happen, this would be it because, like you said, injuries to England, uh, Denmark, China. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, that'll be my uh, Cinderella story. And worth noting in this group, uh, Denmark, uh, Pernell Harder is a f- has been a top player in the world for the past couple of years. She's coming back from injury. If you're to watch some Denmark games, uh, be sure to check her out. She's always been a great player for Denmark. But, like, worth noting, she's also coming back from injury. So we'll see how effective she can be in leading Denmark to something. Greatness. Uh, Denmark's a Scandinavian country. You always go with the Nordic yeah. countries. Yeah. Is yeah. that how you yeah. picked? Yeah, that's right. who I picked. No, I picked, <laughs> I'm going uh, England. You're going England. Okay. And I'm just going to be an England hater. I <laughs> want the worst for that country at all times. So Two for England, one for Haiti. So who are the real lionesses then? Because England go with lionesses and so do the Netherlands. They both have the lion oh, and the crest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, who's the... I remember they, they need when, to battle. They, when they play each other, it's but not pretty. They need to battle it out. Um, maybe have like a multi-sport competition to see who can claim the lion <laughs> as their logo. Sounds good. You can have more than one lioness, Chris. All right. You can. So. Yep. So uh, speaking of the Dutch, that's where we're going to go next into Group E. We have the Netherlands, Portugal, USA, and Vietnam. Um, so I definitely misspoke earlier. I said Vietnam wasn't in this, but they um, are. But uh, they, they are not going to factor into this at all. Vietnam is clearly the worst team in this group. Um, and I'd go... I, I would go to say they're the worst team in the tournament. Um, I put it in my notes that I made myself. They're lucky if they score a single goal. They're the Qatar of this world. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, someone has to get in when the when the tournament's 32 teams. You just question, and, and that's going to be Vietnam this time around. Uh, but we're looking at this group. We got some good teams. We got the Netherlands, Portugal, and USA. Um, so... Where do we want to start? Obviously, there's a lot to talk about with the USA, so we'll probably spend some time on this group. But, uh, yeah. USA team is really exciting. They have, I want to say it's 14 numbers probably changing, or maybe it's not. Are the teams locked in? Uh, yeah, they the rosters? Rosters yeah. are locked in. Yeah, that'd be crazy yeah. so if I they believe, weren't. I believe it's 14 uh, players that have never been in a World Cup or completely new to the World Cup, and that's 
pretty high number for an American team. But that being said, the team is deep. They have really good players all over the place on the United States team. And it's just a matter of, you know, coming together and playing the right way at the right time and taking care of business. So I'm taking U.S. to win this group. Yeah, you guys, I'm super excited about this U.S. team. They make me so proud to be an American. But, I mean, if you go back and just watch the performance last World Cup, they still got some veterans, but I think the biggest weakness, though actually two biggest weaknesses, um, they don't have a number 10. Injuries to Rose Lavelle will affect them. But their front three, I mean, you got um, Trinity Rodman, you got the, the young Asian girl, Alyssa Thompson. Um, I said Asian, his, the Californian Alyssa Thompson. And then obviously Sophia Smith is going to be a breakout tournament for her. She's yeah. like the female Mbappe. She is you know? amazing. So there's, there's the, front, the front three is solid. But I feel like U.S. kind of over-depend on the wingers. So if we're not developing tactically, the, the European teams will catch up with us. They'll just dump everybody back in defense and, and you know, wait for a mistake or a counter or a corner kick or something like that. So um, those are my concerns about the U.S. team, but, you know, super excited about it. I think they run away with this group easily. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that we will definitely advance as the first team in this group. Love the team. Um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, talking about like golden boot possibilities, this is where I would not bet on the U.S. Uh, we have so many good forwards, like you said, Sophia Smith, Trinity Rodman. Don't forget uh, Alex Morgan. Yeah, Alex Morgan <laughs> is still here. She's yeah. going to be scoring a lot. Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> I, I have a hard time envisioning unless like someone scores like six goals themselves against Vietnam, which could happen. But you know, predicting who that would would be is going to be tough. Um, but our, our team is so deep on the attack that I wouldn't feel confident betting on one player to win the golden boot from the U.S. because there's so many great options mm -hmm. in our attack. Um, I'd like to talk about the head coach, too, for a second. Uh, Vladko and I should get this. Yeah, Joe Ellis is out. Yeah, Joe Ellis is out. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this guy is relatively newer, but he's got ties to Kansas City and Andonovsky. Wikipedia says he lives here. Uh, clearly he's not here now. Uh, but he graduated from Park University. And so it's just oh, like damn, kind of this strange. Awesome. He played for yeah. the Wichita Wings. He played for the Comets. I'm trying to tell you, man, Kansas City has a good soccer history. They yeah, really do. I did not know that. Um, so he's going to take them, but they've been playing well. And his job has never really been in question because he's, you know, been performing, getting results. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're we're – we're the best at women's soccer. Yeah. We really are. A few other notes about this U.S. team. This, If we were to win again, it would be the first time in FIFA history that a team wins three, three times in a row. Let's go, dude. Um, we're going to do it. Trying to make history there. And just give some general betting advice um, if you're <laughs> if you're into gambling. Uh, U.S. are the, are the favorites to win at plus 250. Uh, but if you want to hedge your bet a little bit, you can take the entire – you can take Group E. You can just take a winner from the group. So that means you'll get Netherlands, Portugal, U.S., and that's only at plus 225. So if you want to hedge, hedge the U.S. a little bit, you can take that group at slightly lower odds and still pays out well. Just you, to stay with USA. I find it ironic because we know the veterans, Alex Morgan, are coming back with Pino's coming off the, bat, off the bench in strategic situations, but we lost Carly Lloyd to retirement. And I'm saying that we don't have a number 10 with Rose Lavelle injured, right? It's the exact opposite of the men's team who don't have a number nine. We have yeah. a number nine, Alex Morgan, but we're lacking a 10. And the men's team is the exact opposite, lacking a number nine. So, um, yeah, just interesting yeah. to see how it goes. 
Yeah. Um, another another shout out. We can. I mean, I can say stuff about this U.S. team all day. But uh, I was at uh, bar trivia the other night, and one of the questions that a team had to answer because they got caught on their phone was who is the leading scorer for the U.S. women's team at all time? Um, yeah. Uh, no, Abby Wambach. Mm. Uh, but they said Hope Solo. They had no idea what she's soccer was. Yeah, she's a goalie. I started Get laughing, and they're like, "What's so funny about that?" It's like, oh, okay. they just went with well, who's, who's the hottest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they was like, "Fucking Hope Solo." Uh, I got a good laugh out of that. Uh, but yeah, so I, we're all gonna take the U.S. to win here. Um, I a couple shout-outs in the group. Uh, Mike said a little bit earlier, Danielle. Uh, Vondi Donk. Uh, I'm going to give her the best name in the tournament. That name is fucking awesome. Um, so, other than that, you know, uh, Netherlands also has one of the best goalkeepers in the tournament, uh, Daphne uh, Von Domsaller. So, another thing to look for. We've struggled with Netherlands um, historically. You know, they, they gave us some trouble last World Cup. And then funny, the men's side too. Remember, we lost mm-hmm. to, to yeah. Netherlands in the semi. Was it quarterfinal or semifinal uh, for the men's World Cup? Quarter. Quarter, quarter, yeah. So we did not make the semis. Yeah. So yeah, Netherlands, watch out for them. I think they're a great team as well. But uh, the U.S. is just too good to not win a group stage. Um. So yeah, we can move on to Group F. I think this is a pretty interesting one. Um, we have Brazil, France, Jamaica, and Panama. So we got Brazil. Brazil's going to be amazing up top. Dabinha, yeah. Mata, who's the other one? They're, they're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Casey Current, Dabinha, uh, Marta. I think she's like 38, 37, something like that. That's mm-hmm. crazy in its own world. That's a that's a hell of a one-two. <laughs> Just kick the ball deep. <laughs> kick it um, long. No, that'll be a fun, fun. Dabinha's yeah. been on a tear for the Casey Current, too, so shout out to her. Mm-hmm. She's in good form. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Um, uh, I when I was originally looking through this, I was thinking maybe France. I'm definitely gonna backtrack that one too. The more I think about Brazil and their attack, I'll take them. Uh, France do have one of the premier defenders in this. Uh, when uh, God, I'm just gonna say Wendy Renard. Yeah, their captain. Yeah, the big hair. Yep. She's a yep. Guy. I just never know how to say French words. Renard. Yeah. So she's a she's a great way to anchor a defense. We'll see. Maybe they can keep uh, Brazil's attack in check, but God, Brazil just looks so fun on offense. Typical Brazilian team. Um, we'll see how they play. How would yeah. you like to be South Africa in that group? Like you got to deal with no. South, which group is South Africa? In? Is it G? Yeah, they're G. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Yep. We'll get there yeah. here in a second. But it uh, looks like it's Panama's first World Cup, Jamaica's second straight World Cup, and. Carla Riley for Panama has a thing. Kind of some of these players do these interesting things, but she wears two different color cleats for kids with Down syndrome, which is a nice thing to do. A lot of players are doing that recently. The young mm-hmm. players, I noticed that. Yeah, they have a kind of a statement or a kind of something that's meaningful, and it's like get get that out there. That too, but I also feel like it's a fashion trend with the mm-hmm. bright colors. So they'll yeah they'll get the same shoe but two different colors. <laughs> I, I like that better than the shirt under the shirt. I think that's a little oh yeah, yeah. and they like write something on the shirt. But no one though. can read it when yeah. they do it, and you're just like, well, what is happening? Yeah, that's kind of boring. Um, yeah, I think this group's pretty top heavy. Brazil and France. I think are going to advance out pretty easily. I'll go ahead and take Brazil to win. Um, once again, CONCACAF needs to step up their game, Jamaica and Panama. <laughs> but um, Happy to be there. Yeah. Uh, Jamaica, Panama, one, two. 
<laughs> Hell yeah. Um, worth noting, uh, Jamaica's star, Bunny Shaw, she's been a great player for the national team. If you do find yourself watching a Jamaica game, uh, keep an eye out on her. Uh, but we can go ahead and move to Group G, which, as Chris said, contains South Africa, another one of those countries where you question how you get here. Uh, but they're paired with Sweden, Italy, and Argentina, three powerhouses in the soccer world regardless this is of a real gender. Group of death. Yeah. Um, Argentina don't historically play well, but, I mean, they're Argentinian, so they grew up in a soccer culture. Italy, yeah. Sweden. Sweden, I feel like, is the favorite to win outside of the U.S., yeah, and um, and Italy obviously. So I, I don't I don't know who. I mean, if you have to pick between Italy, Argentina, and Sweden, who doesn't qualify? It's a hard mm. hard one to say. Yeah, it is. Um, and I believe I'm not mistaken. Argentina has, and I can't think of her name, a teenager on their team who actually started playing professional soccer when she was 13, and her team got fined because that's not allowed in the <laughs> rules. You have to be 14, and they're like, it's it's fine. We'll just take the fine. We will pay for you to play because she was just that good. Um, but yeah, Argentina, Italy, and Sweden are all. This is this will be fun. Um, South Africa will be happy to score a single point here. They're seeing that group and going, <laughs> they're like, "Well, oh, um, why couldn't we play Panama?" They're already selling World Cup qualifying T-shirts. That's like as far as they get. You know, they'll sell like the championship yeah. shirts. Nope, there's Group G contestant shirt. There you go. <laughs> uh, but no, this, this will be interesting. Um, obviously, Sweden is one of the powerhouses in women's soccer. That is nothing new there. They have a lot of great players on their team. Um, and this is this is something that I made a note of. Uh, their, one of their wingers, Rolfo, she has been converted into more of a left back role so this is going to be a similar play that sporting kc fans are used to watching where they're going to be sending a lot of play through the left side and sending a lot of those crosses in uh just hoping it finds someone in the box so if you love watching sporting play soccer you can go ahead and watch sweden because they're going to be doing a lot of the same tactics that we've seen from uh the sporting sides I feel like USA do the same thing, though. Like I said, over-reliance on the wingers, just dumping into the wingers and letting them work and everybody get in the box. So I feel like a lot of teams guilty of that. Yeah. Yep. Nothing crazy there. Um, but, yeah, Mike, who, who do you think is going to come out on top of this on top of this group? Uh, I'm going to go with – I'm not going to pick Argentina. I think Italy and Sweden are going to be the top two. And Sweden is – I mean, I haven't heard anything that would convince me that they're not going to win. Yeah. Um, but I want to keep watching uh, coverage and see what's going on with it. But I, I like your point about the left back role and just smashing it across. But got to give it to the Nordic countries. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I'll take Sweden too. It's tough to see them in a group and not take them. It'll be an interesting battle between Argentina and Italy to see who can get out of this group with Sweden. But I'd, I'd be shocked if Sweden didn't win. Group E and H, we all agree on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And then that leaves us with one more group remaining, which has Colombia, Germany, South Korea, and Morocco. And this is an interesting group because I feel like this is the complete opposite of the previous group. Uh, I feel like this is the group. If if it's the group of death, uh, this would be the group of life, I guess. Yeah. Because <laughs> anyone has a chance, really. True. Um, I mean, I think the clear favorite here is Germany. Yeah. Uh, but then those next three are all Plus there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Morocco's first World Cup. Yep. They're they're my underdog story right there. Really? Yeah. yeah. I know it doesn't work that way, but the success of the men's, I'm hoping, will filter over to the women and it being their first um, World Cup. You know there's always a Cinderella story every tournament, so mm-hmm. uh, Haiti and, Haiti and uh, Morocco are my Cinderella stories, but, you know, I, I think we both agree. We all agree that Germany will run away with it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Germany, um, if you're a big FIFA player, uh, as far as you want to look at you know, like FIFA rankings, they're the only team to have more people uh, in the like top 100 FIFA players in the U.S. Uh, so they got an extremely deep team. Uh, if you care about FIFA rankings, uh, as meaningless as those are, um, and I remember watching them in the last World Cup. That team is physical and tough, and they just play yeah, like expect this. nothing less from German girls. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna exactly. throw a few elbows and. Mm-hmm. Go eat a pretzel afterwards. Pretty fun to watch. It's fun (laughs) to watch German women's team. Uh, Yeah. Um, Worth. I think it's also worth noting South Korea. uh, Their striker uh, Jisoo Yun, I would consider a Golden Boot contender if South Korea is able to get out of this group. She has scored 67 goals and 145 appearances for South Korea. Uh, Prolific goal scorer. Um, Just not sure if South Korea is able to make it out with Colombia and Germany as well. So not someone I'd bet on, but someone to keep an eye out for. Yeah, I like it. It's going to be fun to watch. I did have a, a stat that came in. I was asking this uh, Swedish player from, uh, sorry, Switzerland to back up. And the woman's player with the most Instagram followers is, plays for Switzerland and it's Alicia Lehman. So okay. she does everyone in America. I'm not sure what the deal is with her Instagram, but she's pretty popular on it. So. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Um, yeah. So we're running quite a bit longer than I thought we would. We're going to just go ahead and jump into elimination round predictions. If you want to call out any golden boot winners or who you think might make a dark horse run, feel free to shout them out now. Uh, I feel like we're all going to choose the same winner, um, that being the USA. Obviously, I'm going to take USA. Uh, but yeah, feel free to shout anything out that you think might happen in, in these elimination rounds. Uh, you go first, Chris. Oh, I'm not even talking to the microphone. You go first, Chris. Wow. So looking forward to it. Obviously, um, it's the right time of year because... You know, once the NFL season starts, they dominate all the media. So I'm just oh, enjoying this point. time of year. I didn't we even got think about that. we got cup games. We got you know um, the MLS season starting to get into shape, and now the Women's World Cup. So um, I'm just excited that that's you know kind of at the forefront of our attention. We get to see some good international soccer. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about what the women's um, team is going to do. Um, I think there's a lot of um, players that are going to use this as a platform to springboard their career, you know, in the likes of Alyssa Thompson being a youngster and Sophia Smith and a lot of others that we talked about earlier. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, I got to see how the brackets laid out to know who we'd actually face. But I don't, I, I can't say that this is particular matchup yet because we don't know how it's going to shape out. Yeah, fair. Um, like, yeah, I think Alex Morgan. She's in her prime. I think she's going to be ready to just crush i mean who knows is she scoring do you know how much service goals? she's gonna get in a box exactly. like she's a classic yeah. nine and she's got these masterful wingers just feeding her the ball like it's gonna be like electric gobble it yeah. gobble it up alex so we're <laughs> cheering for her and and i just want to reiterate that you know 
the men's sweetest got messy so that's fun but you know the women's game has been popular in america and it's it's just so awesome to have this start again and just get a get behind uh you know common cause something that makes us proud to be an american and our american soccer female team is is impressive and they're yeah, fun to best in the world best you, in the world have you noticed how many foreign players are coming to the nwsl yeah so we've got the premier league unlike the men and obviously that fuels women's soccer domestically mm -hmm. and you know it all it all it's all working towards the good yep yep good things a lot of good stuff going on uh in the world of women's soccer in the u.s which is great um i think as far as this tournament goes like i said earlier god i'm not crazy about any one person in the u.s really taking the lead in, in terms of goals i mean there's just so many great options on this team um we'll see what happens i I would love to see uh, Sophia Smith really break out. Um, just so, so, I mean, so much talent everywhere. It's crazy uh, what we've been able to produce. Um, we'll, we'll see how some of the newer players, too, respond to the pressures of these games and mm -hmm. being in the world stage. Mm -hmm. it, it'll, be, it'll be, we'll have to grow into the tournament, I think, a little bit. We may not come. Do we know who our first game is against? Um, no, I do not. But by the time I finish this sentence, I will know that. And that is Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah, play Vietnam tomorrow, <laughs> actually. Oh, yeah, shit. That is Friday. Um, that'll be at 8 p.m. That can't be right. Cause that'd be, that'd be like 8 a.m. there. Or 10 a.m. Okay, I don't know. I don't know how time zones work. That's what I'm saying. Where they, <laughs> when they tele they're going to televise it for the American yeah. public. Right, yeah. USA, I mean, yeah. the ESPN app says 8 p.m. on Friday, so... Yeah, that might be my Friday plans. Um, Not a bad way to spend your Friday. Yeah. There's a watch party in Casey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well. Uh, so that's right then. That, okay. So okay. Cool. Just playing the game yeah. at eight. In the, that's amazing. I love uh, yeah. America. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah. I assumed it's in Australia. It's like, oh, it'll be like in some dumb time that's in the morning. I'm thinking. I'm like, is this even right? Are people going to be at this? But yes. Okay. That's what's going on Friday yes. night. There. Let's talk about this. So it's a PNL watch party. I'm sure they're going to pack the place. They're going to sell $12 beers. And we're gonna buy them. Well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I think the knockout rounds, eleven dollars drama, drama will be ratcheted yeah. up in the knockout rounds. This is just group play. Um, I wondered if they have an opening ceremony because you know the, I, I, I had fun watching. Um, I think it was Brenner Boy uh, at the Euros, and then I can't remember who opened uh, J Lo and somebody else. It probably was like a pit bull or somebody. The opening World Cup, the opening ceremony for the World Cup. So they haven't really talked about who's gonna open for. Women's World Cup, I guess, is not a big deal. But the first game is not really going to draw that much of a crowd, um, only because, obviously, you know, if it's Mr. USA is, playing. Mm, <laughs> if Mr. International now, <laughs> International doesn't open for the World Cup, who else could it be but Pitbull? Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah. You don't think Friday's going to be crazy, though, dude? Friday night, PL women's playing? I think it'd it be could be pretty busy. I mean, who knows? Who we'll knows? see, yeah. yeah. I'm just going with what I hear What's people. it competing with? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I'm just going with what I hear people talking about. Mm -hmm. But I do think you know, once the actual media gets a hold of it and we get into knockout rounds, it's gonna get ratcheted up. Yeah, this is uh, pretty wild. This set spread is six and a half. So mm. U.S. needs to score seven to cover the spread. Uh, predicted. And then there's <laughs> yes. also the opponent too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that'll be fun. That'll be crazy. Um, so, yeah, come out Friday night, I guess. We'll be watching the USA-Vietnam game. USA, USA. Do you expect it to be competitive? 
Oh, it's gonna be so close. No, we're we're gonna be good. But I can't imagine holding a bet. Your bet ticket says your team needs to score seven goals. Yeah. So I'd be a little nervous <laughs> about yeah. that. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, we only scored two in the first half. I'm down. <laughs> and then okay. they've also got that in the back of their heads from last World Cup, where they got criticized for running up the score. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that first game was like twelve or thirteen. Zip. We got a couple future scrap of the weeks there. That's come yeah, on. yeah. We're professional athletes, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's sort of like all we got for this World Cup. I want to make one more shout out for Japan. I'm gonna. They're gonna make a deep run. Uh, the Japanese magic this year in the World first. Cup. But um, so that's sort of all we have in terms of the women's World Cup. Uh, preview and predictions. Anything else going on in uh, soccer world for anyone? I'm excited uh, to play 11s tonight. I've been ditching my team to put on with this league for the co-ed uh, down in the plaza, which has been great. We've had some competitive matches, very, very close score lines almost every game. And uh, it's had a little bit of everything. So if you're not having plans in the mornings on Saturday and you want to come check out a little soccer community, uh, Chris... Uh, is going to be or Nettie right with us is one of the refs tomorrow so definitely our most qualified <laughs> we have a guy doing like state championships refing these games so that's that's pretty fun but he's been out of town so he hasn't been able to to ref any matches yet so really looking forward to to getting his presence out on the on the pitches at Pembroke so yeah. um, shout out I want to shout out myself uh, today's my birthday actually I'm going to be playing in a seven or an eights game tonight I am probably not going to remember the second half. There are going to be a lot of goals scored on me, so uh, <laughs> let's let's hope my team can score and keep us in this game, because I am going to be fucked up. Uh, Chris, you got anything going on? Uh, nah, um, yeah, I guess the watch party, um, kind of take that in. Um, Spider-Man exhibit at Union Station. Um, yeah, and then... Um, I'm a big Ed Sheeran fan, so that's coming up at uh, at T-Mobile Center. Yeah, it's gonna be a, a really a really fun uh, late July, early August. Nice. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, well, I'm not sure the next time we'll record this, but we'll definitely be in the next couple of weeks. So keep an eye out for that, and uh, we'll probably come back and do maybe like an elimination round uh, podcast for the women as well. Uh, but till then, have a good soccer life, everyone. <laughs> yeah, see you next week. Let's go.